Chapter 10, Cassidy's Plan I can't believe it. Andrew gets to be the next star of my play, Jeff complained the next morning on the way to school. I wanted to be Travis. Instead, I have to be Pa. Your play, Cassidy asked. I tried out for the lead and ended up being a dog. Nina patted Cassidy on the back. The dog is more important, you know, Nina pointed out. Cassidy looked. At Nina and growled. It's not fair, Jeff said. Andrew doesn't even care about the play. Nina stepped carefully to avoid a big crack in the sidewalk. It doesn't matter who gets to be Travis. I have a terrible feeling the ghosts are going to ruin the play anyway. Cassidy nodded, and all that old-fashioned music and banging gave me a really bad headache yesterday, she said. But I have a plan. We could break all their instruments into little pieces, Jeff suggested. No, Cassidy said. I'm talking about a real solution to our extra ghost problem. All we have to do is take the fiddle and the dish back to the Blackburn estate where they belong. Nina nodded. That might work. Calliope and her cat will have to leave with them. That's it, Jeff yelled. Then the other ghosts will forget about putting together a band and things can go back to normal. It's too bad about Calliope, Nina said. I bet she was lonely at the Blackburn estate. Lonely, Jeff snapped. There are probably a million ghosts in that haunted house. We have to do this now, Cassidy told her friends, before the ghosts totally ruin our play. But we have to go to school, Nina pointed out. School will just have to wait, Cassidy told her. The kids quietly tiptoed down the back steps of the basement classroom. The lights were still off in the room, which meant Mr. Morton wasn't in school yet. Thankfully, when they eased into the classroom, the ghosts weren't anywhere to be seen or heard. Do you think the ghosts leave? Nina whispered. Cassidy shrugged. Let's get the fiddle and dish. Hurry! Jeff quietly scooted Mr. Morton's chair beside the shelf. He stood on the chair and grabbed the ghost items. Got them, Jeff said, but as soon as Jeff touched the fiddle and dish... The early morning calm was shuttered. The lights flickered on and off. The shades snapped up and down. Art supplies flew around the room. Chalk zipped through the air. Nina screamed, ah, it's a ghost attack. Chapter 11, Ghost Storm. The air in their classroom seemed to be filled with storm clouds. It boiled and swirled until it looked like shapes of Ozzy and his ghostly crew. This time, they didn't look friendly. Ozzy grew nine feet tall and glared down at the three kids. Give them back, Ozzy howled, causing a wind that made pictures sway and papers fly off desks. Jeff's face turned a sickly shade of green. Nina covered her eyes with her hands. Cassidy swallowed, but she didn't run or hide. She grabbed the fiddle and the tiny dish from Jeff. Then she faced Ozzy. Never, she said, taking Calliope and Kokomo back where they belong. Calliope floated helplessly above the fiddle and Kokomo cradled in her arms. We don't want to go, she cried softly. We want to sing, sing, sing. Play, play, play. That's exactly why you have to go home, Cassidy said. She turned her back on Ozzy and headed toward the door. Let's go, she yelled to Jeff and Nina, but the three didn't get very far. Ozzy, Nate, Edgar, Becky, and Sadie surrounded them. The ghosts filled their cheeks with air and blew hard. Nina, Jeff, and Cassidy were caught in a fierce whirlwind. 
Desks were smashed against the wall. Chairs stumbled. Cassidy, Jeff, and Nina held onto each other to keep from being blown away. The harder the ghosts blew, the harder it was for the three friends to make up their way to the door. But they never gave up. Together, they pulled themselves along the walls until they reached the door. Cassidy threw open the door that led to the playground. Calliope and Kokomo had no choice. They had to leave the basement. Halfway up the steps, Cassidy heard something so terrible she couldn't move. What is it? Nina asked. Whatever it is, it's hurting my ear. Cassidy cautiously peeked back in the classroom. The ghosts were no longer the size of giants. They had collapsed on the floor like wasted balloons. Sadie was crying. Edgar was ripping pages from his journal. Becky pounded her little fist on the floor and screamed, No, no, no. Her fist sank into the floor. Chapter 12 Success Cassidy stood at the classroom door. The furniture had all been blown to one side of the floor. The ghosts were scattered in the middle of the room. Mr. Morton was bound to walk in any minute. Cassidy had to do something, and she had to do it fast. Calliope and Kokomo belonged to the Blackburn estate, Cassidy told the ghost. She tried to reason with them, but she didn't sound as sure as before. Our classroom is no place for her music. This room is her home, Ozzy pointed out. We can play music if we want. Your music is ruining our play, Jeff sputtered. Ozzy laughed so hard he bounced up and down. He bounced so high his head smashed into the ceiling. What's so funny? Jeff asked. Edgar cleared his throat. Actually, your class is ruining the play, he said. You don't know what it's like to be really back in our times. Your script has so many mistakes. Mistakes? Jeff said. How can you my script be wrong? Well, Becky. Her hands on her Hips, all, and y all you let the girls do is stitch and bake. We did lots of other things, and in the scene before the bullfight, you have the characters listening to some contraption called a radio. Ozzy said, you don't even know what a radio is. Jeff's ears turned red. He looked like he was ready to explode. Nina interrupted before Jeff blew his stop. Why don't you help us then? She asked the ghost. That way our play will be good and correct. That's it, Cassidy said. If you help us with the play, we won't bring Cassidy and Coco Calio and Kokomo back to the Blackburn Estate for now. The ghosts agreed. For the rest of the week, the kids listened to the ghosts and made changes to the script. Then Calliope taught them songs that were sung in the 1800s. Instead of singing their own songs on the day of the play, Ozzy and the Howlers sang back up to Jeff and the rest of the cast. Of course, nobody but Jeff, Nina, and Cassidy could hear them, although some kids were amazed that it sounded like a fiddle was playing along with them. But that was okay. With a little help from their ghost friends, the, place, the play was a great success. Jeff had to admit that even though he wasn't the star, he liked being Pa, and Andrew was good as Travis. Nina made a great ma and everyone laughed when she grabbed little Arliss ear and promised to switch him if he didn't quit swimming naked in the drinking water. Cassidy was quite the hit as old yeller. Her grandfather had helped her make dog ears out of felt. Even Carla and Darla's little brother cheered for Cassidy and Mr. Morton absolutely beamed. I'm glad we didn't make Calliope and Kokomo go back to the Blackburn estate. 
Nina said after the rest of the classmates had left for the day. Cassidy, Nina, and Jeff were packing up to go home. Making a compromise was the best idea after all, Jeff said. Working together made our play a success. Cassidy turned out the light and closed the door to their empty classroom. As soon as she did, the three kids heard a high-pitched sound coming from inside the basement room. What is it? Nina asked. The kids held their breath so they could hear. It was a voice singing the song, but it wasn't a song from the 1800s. It was a brand new song. Friends, I have known for long. Make me sing a happy song. It's Calliope, Jeff said with a grin, and she's singing a song about us. Maybe now it won't be so bad sharing a room with a bunch of ghosts, Cassidy said hopefully. Just then, Cassidy heard Ozzy's voice. He was changing the words to Calliope's song, and the new words weren't very nice at all. Some new friends are a pain in the pants, so now they're gone. I'll do a little dance. Becky started laughing, but Sadie wailed, No, Kokomo yelled, and Huxley howled. Something crashed to the floor, and from the sound of it, it was something as big, very big. And then again, Cassidy said, I could be wrong, ghost wrong. The end.